Live from New York, I hereby declare this, Ask an Engineer. That's right. <laughs> Welcome to Ask an Engineer, the most fun you can have on the internet. Stop watching the TV and news for an hour and hang out with us as we go through all the latest products, news, tips, tricks, coming soons, videos, projects, and more from the maker community and from Adafruit. And here's the best thing. At the end of this hour, it's going to be over. It's not going to keep going until the end of the week. Although we'll have more shows later. Yeah, the week. yeah we, we do this every week. All right. Well... We have so much to get through. Let's kick it off. Uh, Mr. Lanita, what's on tonight's show? On tonight's show, we'll be talking about Adafruit. We're open. We are shipping smart and safe. Thank you so much, everyone, for supporting us through the pandemic and more. Here are some pre-COVID photos. Our entire team thanks you. We are shipping instantly. We had a fantastic October. We shipped all the Ada boxes. Thank you so much. We can only do this because you place orders, and we thank you for that. Show and tell people around the world showing sharing their projects. Lady Ada will talk about that, who's on the show and tell them more. Got some JP workshops, um, JP product pick, and more. Some make code uh, minutes this week. Actually, no, I'm skipping it this week um, because we got a lot yes, of stuff to do. We have a lot. Uh, so we're just going to focus on uh, the latest JP product pick. Time travel news in the world of makers, hackers, artists, and engineers. Current news and more. Help on it. We're going to talk about the Adafruit Jobs Board. It's free. And what's on there? Got some Python on hardware news. Got some main New York City factory footage, some 3D printing. We have everybody's favorite segment. I on MPI, I on MPI with uh, CUI CUI devices this week. Mm. We got some new products. We got some top secret. We're gonna answer your questions. We do that over on Discord, adafruit.it/discord. Join all 25,000 of us. We got just as many people in our Discord that's flipping states right now. Uh, all that and more on Ask an Engineer. Okay, uh, so first up, um, thank you everybody for um, supporting us. Um, we were trying to get the word out for voting resources, so now our icon has changed back because, you know. The uh, voting's done. Uh, well, counting. sort of done. No, and, the voting's done, but the counting. Yeah, and uh, I, I did want to mention um, we have a section of our site, adafruit.com slash open safely. And if you work at a company or let's say you're a purchaser at a company and you want to see what Adafruit's protocols are, we publish our protocol. Everything we, we do. We have a purchaser ask us. Yeah, everything we do and everything we do for our team, we yeah. put it there. That's good for the employees, good for us, good for the community, good for New York. And this is nothing new. We started this 
in mid-March. Yeah. And we're we only adding more information and we're still staying safe. Yeah. Like nothing, we've not relaxed any of our yeah, we've, we've, safety. We've, uh, we, we closed early back in March. Um, we had masks and gloves and san- mm-hmm. sanitizer. Um, we did social distancing. We have yeah. MERV 13 filters. And uh, for uh, this month, we uh, do a test every single month where we swab all of Adafruit yeah. to look for virus load. And what happened? And uh, this month, zero. Ooh. So um, it just means our team is on top of it. We have a lot of space, 60,000 plus square feet, and we um, scour Adafruit looking for Viri. So uh, we weren't able to find any. So that's good for our team. It's good for everyone out there. And I just yeah. want to want to encourage other companies. Um, I did have you know, other other people in our industry like, why would you put that up there? That's a liability. Like, why would you put all the things that you do? Because if something happens, then you know, you're going to get sued or something. I think it's the opposite. I have a lot of faith in our protocols. Yeah. I think I, we're doing the right I thing. I think it's the opposite. You want to prove to the world that you're doing everything possible. Mm-hmm. So um, New York has a low infection rate right now, um, but around the country and around the world, it's rising. So um, we're only in, uh, adding more to what we do. But so far, um, no one's got sick of data fruit. We have no detectable uh, COVID, and uh, we've run a really tight ship, as they say. Mm. So check it out, adafruit.com slash safely. Um, if you're an employee at a company and you want to, you know, help your management, kind of like things are going to change in this uh, country probably. Um, so why not use this as a um, way to, if you want to have your company do things a little different. And survive the next six months. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes they just need to sh- see yeah. that here's another company doing it. So, anyways, we put all our protocols up there. Feel free to, you know, use it, uh, but just make sure you do those things. Okay. Um, so we have some free stuff we're giving away. That's right. We have freebies, and I've even added to the freebies. Yeah. Uh, that's correct. More Stem QT. We added the cutie pie to the pile of Stem QT boards. So nine nine dollars or more, you get a free promo proto half size breadboard. Uh, One forty nine or more, you get a um, Stem QT board. We have a whole bunch of different sensors. Uh, that we're including from like temperature sensors to accelerometers to uh, USB adapters and also a cutie pie because we actually have cutie pies and stuff now. And then uh, one ninety nine or more, you get free UPS ground shipping in the continental United States. And uh, two ninety nine or more, you get a free Circuit Playground Express. Are all in one dead board. A teacher came by show and tell and said how much they love teaching their middle school kids with Circuit Playgrounds because kids love to see the colorful LEDs. That's yeah. awesome. All right, um, we have a series of shows. One of our favorite ones that we do every single week is Show and Tell. Show and Tell, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, every single week. Lady Ada, who is on the Show and Tell, and what did they share? I'm glad you guys. We had actually a lot of people come by, which is great, not only from the community, but we had um, many special guests, including uh, Kevin uh, from DigiKey, who gave us the the DigiKey update. Um, him and his son worked on a costume for Halloween, even though it was really cold and there wasn't as much trick-or-treating, but they still wanted a costume. Uh, he dressed up as a uh, jet transformer, and um, he had an RGB matrix with a cool animation, a countdown animation. Uh, countdown to the candy zone. We also had Christina from DIY Girls come by, talk about the cool um, at-home learning and education that they're doing with girls around the country and around the world. How can you teach uh, you know, girls who may not know any engineering, how do you get them excited, interested in building things, seeing the world around them as a creative way um, to craft and have engineering not just be like math and scientific experimentation, which is important, but also something that's just like cool. You can just like grab stuff from uh, around your house. Like she was showing like you could take like paper clips and um, 
and uh, like Brad's, and you can create um, a Powerpuff Girl animated figures with like light up eyes and motors. Um, Liz came by and showed off Blinka Jump, uh, her game that she has designed on a 64 by 64 LED matrix. Maybe she'll write that up. Sophie made a beautiful witch hat with the monster mask because she's going back to um, previous Ada boxes. So she's now a year back, but she organized all of her, her parts and she kind of made a decision not to buy more stuff and, and, uh, and components and fabric, but to try to use what she's got around the house, which is, which is a struggle. I know how it is. It's like you always see something like, oh, that's going to make a cool project. Then you get distracted. Um, Tim C, also known as Foamy Guy, uh, came by and showed off Pi Game 2.0 with Display.io. Uh, we have a Blinka port for Display.io, and Tim got it working with Pi Game. Pi Game 2.0 came out. I learned graphics on Pi Game a while ago. It's a wonderful program, great for not just gaming but user interfaces. Uh, even got the button clicking to work. Um, uh, Daniel uh, is a teacher and uh, showed off a Star Wars themed student project every year. There's a theme to their project and they write code around that theme. Lolly from Azul, uh, sorry, uh, Tinker, Azul Tinker makes, uh, I think I wrote like three words here, uh, showed off a demo for an upcoming crowdfunding yeah, campaign. Yeah, Scout makes Bluetooth fun by Tinkering Tech. Right, there and you go. you can check that out on CrowdSupply. We're going to be playing a video about it yes, shortly. Yes, coming up soon. I uh, showed off two demos, an FM radio and a uh, little robot. Uh, Ro Roberto, a uh, long-time viewer, came by. Uh, it was great to see him again. Uh, made an a Adafruit IO-powered birdhouse. We also had some folks from Adafruit. Jepler um, made his very own testing clamp kit based on the ones that we've uh, done for Adafruit, but his is all 3D printed. JP experimented with dithering images for e-ink displays. Philby uh, has written a great guide, and so JP's just been playing around with that. Um, and then Pedro made a, a, like a silo weatherproof enclosed air quality sensor with um, both particulate sensing and uh, gas, humidity, and barometric pressure. And they even had a controlled fire near their house due to some construction. And so they were able to see the particulate uh, spike up during that time. It was kind of cool. Like it, they proved it works. And that's what we had on Chantel. Okay. All participants on the show tell get our thanks. Uh, we're uh, going to be back to stickers and more soon. So uh, keep coming back and, of course, stop by 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time every single week. Um, here's how you know what's going on. This is Ask an Engineer p.m. Show and tell, 7.30 p.m. And together, that's our Wednesday night shows. Yay. We also do a Sunday night show, and on Sunday night, we do Desk of Lady Ada. And uh, this week, we did low-power stuff, and we also have a segment called... And that's where Lady Ada uses the DigiKey site and finds all the parts. It was a skill that a lot of engineers said, I just want to know how to search the DigiKey site like Lady Ada does. So now we have a segment. Yes, this week we searched for a very low quiescent current, 3.3 volt, 3 .3 volt uh, low dropout regulator. Very common thing that people are looking for. Um, and I showed how I did it and found a pin compatible chip. I even got them today. So I'm going to try out um, the parts that we searched for, see if, yeah. see if they worked out. And then um, on Tuesdays, we do JP's Product Pick of the Week. And the interesting thing about this show is um, something I'm going to continually try to get the electronic industry press to write about, but they, yeah. only, they only republish press releases because they're all owned by giant companies. 
Um, but we broadcast a product video and demos Inside. from a product page live. The only other company that's kind of like that that can do that is Amazon. We're not yeah. as big as Amazon yet. Well, they own like AWS and Amazon. It, yeah. So sometimes when you're on Amazon, you see it says uh, like live streaming. And when you click it, it'll show you. It's almost like a QVC-like experience. Like you're watching the video and then you can buy the thing. Yeah. But we do the same thing. We've been doing yeah. this for a while now. So uh, here's a highlight from the latest JP's product pick of the week. This is the LC709203 battery monitor or battery gauge. This is uh, designed for checking the voltage level and percentage of charge left of a LiPo battery. So here is a big solar panel. I have a big battery. I have the solar charging circuit, and then I have our battery monitor, as well as a little OLED display, and there's a little cutie pie in there that is running the display. When I turn it on, you'll see it boots up our little OLED, and now I can tell, okay, I'm putting out 4.1 volts, and I have 85% charge. It's the LC709203 battery gauge, and that is my product pick of the week. And tomorrow at 4 p.m., John Parks Workshop. And we usually have a Make a Minute, but because we're doing Catch-Up Week this week, we're going to play the Make Good Minute starting again next week. Great. Time travel. Let's look around the world of Macker, uh, Mackers. Mackers. Uh, yeah, I like, you know, mac and cheese. Uh, <laughs> I saw that Kraft is trying to do uh, macaroni and cheese for breakfast as a breakfast food now. Dude. Which is like a really great oh, idea, yeah. except for... If you like, have a hangover, then you yeah. do it, but like... They're going to turn into, like, the new breakfast cereal is uh, macaroni and cheese. Anyways, uh, know, makers, man. hackers, artists, and engineers, uh, this week, first up, uh, go to jobs.adafruit.com, and you can see companies posting jobs. Python coder needed. And... People with their skills. So here's three of them. Three came in last week. Experience design specialists. Um, this is at the uh, it's, it's in Maryland. It's Exploration Commons at 50 East, Carroll County Public Library. PCB Electronics Assembler. That's in Santa Clara. And Python coder needed for route safe systems in London, England. You can post your skills, or if you're a company and you want to uh, find the best candidates out there, um, Lady and I screen all of these. It's a free service, so you know it's good. Next up, um, the Adabox unboxing last week was a success. Thank you so much. It was so funny. JP. Um, we're not going to have enough Adaboxes for the holidays for uh, too many more people. Because, yeah, we actually didn't have the cancellations. Yeah, so what happens is, is people find out about Adabox. Um, eventually, we don't have enough slots open. So we could say, well, why don't you make more? Eventually, you run out of time to be able to ship. Yeah, yeah. So We also have to order the parts months and months in advance. Yeah, so if you're on the fence... Um, we have less than 100 slots open. Uh, you're probably going to be at home. So um, good good time to go to adabox.com and uh, get one while you can. Okay, next up. Python on hardware news. It's the blinker time. We are up to... RC0, I think. Release candidate, yeah, zero. We're getting so close to release. We're still so, squishing bugs. If you have a project, please try out RC0 because it's our release candidate. We think we're done. And if you find bugs, let us know as soon as possible. We want to squish them all before we go to the final release of 6.0. Yeah. Um, this week in newsletter, which you can get for free, it's the uh, biggest Python on hardware newsletter out there and... 
uh, it's at adafruitdaily.com because we don't want you to ever think we would take your email address and do anything with it. You go to adafruitdaily.com, subscribe anytime. Um, it's We make it very hard for us to email you because yeah. we don't like spam. So anyways, okay. uh, go there. There's about 8,000 people who have signed up. And uh, we send this out every week. Okay. So um, the Raspberry Pi 400 is out. That's why I'm wearing the shirt. We will have more information about that during this show because it's a new product of the week. We added Blinka to it. Yeah, you'll be able to do that. Um, ULab, which is, if you're familiar with NumPy, yeah. it is for CircuitPython. So there is a new version of it. We did a lot of work with it. Um, the author has been amazing. It's been so great. Um, there's a lot of projects that really needed. FFT calculations are just fast number crunching and ULab does the job great. It's, it fills in a very specific niche um, very well. So great work. A lot of people use Python and Visual Studio. So there is a code update. You can check it out. You can get the extension. And there is a bunch of issues that they fixed and more. Um, we linked to the blog that you can get all the latest information about the updates. Joey's um, e-paper, uh, like you know, DIY open source Kindle, now supports Grayscale because CircuitPython supports Grayscale. Yay! So um, that's cool. And then this is really neat. Go to slappy.io. It's a really neat online editor. It's kind of like an online version of Moo. I just love the name. Slappy. slappy. You know, you're like, I'm going to go slap it up. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Slappy.io. Um, so uh, check it out. And uh, you just plug in your device. Easy to use. You load CircuitPython as your favorite Adafruit device on just about any computer. And uh, they're looking for feedback and more, so check it out. Um, works with Chromebooks. I think that's the main target as well. We also link to their Twitter account if you want to give them feedback real time on the Twitters. Uh, Joey made a circuit Python sensor ring. Um, Adafruit had some uh, good ink. Uh, both Make and Hackster um, talked about the Adafruit Cutie Pie board. They liked it. Yeah. Yay, I'm loved. Scott has a deep dive every single week. This next week is coming up on Friday. Uh, last week he did the ESP. 32s2 polish. Um, here's Blinka. It's time for um, you know Thanksgiving. Here's a cornucopia of uh, updates. There's and a more. snake in my gourds. Yeah, and then uh, we have the usual bits of news and more that we collect. If it's Python on hardware, we probably talk about it. Or like data science, Maybe it's machine learning, feather shaped. Yeah, yeah um, as we talked about on the show and tell, Pi Game 2.0 is out. Uh, Fumi guy Tim did some neat stuff, and uh, you know what's interesting is there was some Python. Um, code and uh, it was 538 The Economist how they predicted um, how the election would go so they, they predicted this this came out uh, yesterday so they predicted Biden 312 Trump 226 I don't so, know if I believe the Dakotas well I don't think you can believe anything right uh, now so just we all gotta Dakotas, wait right? what? hopefully it's a Dakota yeah, yeah we'll see um, but anyways it's kind of neat if you do any type of data science it's one of the things that you can do um, then more news around the web and um, check out the libraries that we have. We are up to 279. And as always, you can look at our staff updates, all the things that we're doing so in the world of Python. Lots of hardware. virtual events, too. So if you've always There's wanted to go to bunch. Python conferences and you haven't been able to, you can now. So that is Python on Hardware News for this week. Okay, open source hardware, we're an open source hardware company. As I had mentioned before, um, we're gonna play a video. One of the things we like to do is help out makers who are participating in an open 
ecosystem. So we don't usually promote Kickstarters. Like I'll, I'll personally sign up for Kickstarter. I'm like, yeah. I like Kickstarter. Like, Here's a Kickstarter I want to do. Here's something you know I, I think it's personally cool for me. Yeah. I usually never get it because they never ship. That's right. Um, but crowd well, that's the most fun. But crowd supply is cool because um, they have a very good shipping record, and the uh, the the values of crowd supply is about open source. Um, yes. Bunny usually puts his stuff. Respectful hardware. Yeah, B- Bunny put his stuff on there. Um, and uh, one of the neat things is there's a lot of feather-based things. There's a lot of circuit python-based things, and there's a lot of things that have you know things that we like. So I wanted to play this video. This is from Tinkering Tech. It's the Scout makes Bluetooth fun. It is an open source circuit python compatible Bluetooth enabled STEM electronics kit. And Lolly was talking about he wanted something for his daughter his daughters. And um, well, I'll let the video speak okay. for itself. Okay, video away. Oh, wait, where'd the video go? Oh, here it is. So uh, check that out. You can go um, to crowdsupply.com and you can just type Scout Mix. All right, next up. Um, as I had mentioned, we are an open source hardware company. To prove it, we do uh, open source. We also do guides. And we have 2,337. Lady Ada, what's on the big board this week? Okay. Well, I finally uh, wrapped up the Metro ESP32S2 guide. Thanks to Katni for uh, helping do a lot of it. Um, so I went in and published it. It's got CircuitPython installation instructions now, bootloader instructions, Arduino coming soon. ESP32S2 is um, proving to be very exciting and interesting and cutting edge, but it does work quite well. Um, you just have to know a couple of tips and tricks on getting it running. We've got a guide for the Adafruit voice bonnet. Um, that is uh, our new uh, voice assistant um, helper for the Raspberry Pi. I'm going to play a very short video. We have a video right because video we right also now. updated... Um, the Google Assistant Guide, how to create your own assistant using um, yeah. uh, Raspberry Pi right. and a little bit of code. Oh, yeah. It's just, oh, no. Well, it's Google Assistant it, it's, Yeah, yeah we basically have to get away. I didn't bump it to the top. Um, we also have this the cute um, flopping bat project uh, from Erin. That was a Halloween project with a ha- uh, Halloween Halloween project. And she also sort of got how to solder headers. It's like all about headers, like the different kinds, like stacking headers and short headers and male headers and female headers. And like, how do you, and like what, like, cause it's such a common thing, but we don't have a guide just on that. So I'm glad that Erin wrote it up. And the rest of them are actually from last week. 
Yeah, so uh, we're catching up this week. So there's a bunch. Check it out. Learn.adafruit.com. It's a free resource for all. It prints out PDFs of things and it's animations. It has all the code embedded in there. It is super fun. And here's a video of the on it. Okay, Google. What is the weather like in New York City? It's currently 44 degrees with showers there. Today, there'll be showers with a forecasted high of 44 and a low of 34. Okay, Google, what is your favorite color? I like blue, red, yellow, and green. Google's colors. And now it's time for some Maine New York City factory footage. Here is Dano. He's our deputy director of manufacturing doing the daily temperature checks. Good. Looking green. Go check the boards. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, they're way too hot. <laughs> These boards have a fever. Testing out some matrices. And this is a flexible matrix with the matrix portal. Great way to test matrices. Yeah, we can show this video before because it had data box up on it. Yeah, I think I had them QA like one out of a hundred. I said, we'll actually plug it into a matrix, not just the tester.
All right, and it wouldn't be main New York City factory footage. Look at that gigantic hole. Oh, hey, they've hit rock. Yeah. They're past the dirt onto the jackhammer. So, yeah, Disney's building a building across the street from Adafruit, and uh, we point a camera at it so we can, uh, you know, this is what it looks like in our window. And uh, it's kind of nice when it's sped up. I look like Lance, little bugs. Yeah. Building a little home. Oh, dump, dump, dump. Deep, deep, deep. Just scoop it up in dirt. Yeah. Gotta get the dirt in, gotta get the dirt out. Bye, dirt. Alright, 3D printing. We're only gonna do a speed up this week mm -hmm. because uh, we're playing catch up from Adabox week. So if you missed out on the 3D printing video, which is a Halloween theme, just go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Adafruit, and you can check out last week's Halloween video. But here is this week's speed up. We got 3D Hangouts every single Wednesday at 11 a.m. All right, Lady Ada, um, I think it's time, right? That's right. All right, DigiKey and Adafruit bring you. This week's Ion MPI is from CUI Devices. Correct. Yeah. Thank you. That's a nice announcer voice. That's right. This week's uh, microphone sensor, the CMM 4030D 261 I2S. It's an I2S microphone, and uh, I've been actually looking for a device like this, and so when I saw it pop up on digikey.com slash new, I was like, this is the MPI, because I'm really a big fan of I2S mics. But first, let's talk about microphones. Um these graphics from the CUI site, by the way, like, their graphics game is, like, so sweet. I love their look. It's, like, this really adorable, like, cute, flat iconography, but it's very descriptive, and they've got great blog posts. So do check out the CUI Devices blog if uh, you want to learn all about sensors and microphones. Anyways, there's two basic types of microphones. You want to get audio into your project. There's the MEMS mic on the left, and there's the Electret mic on the right, sometimes called a cartridge microphone. And electric microphones, like, have been around for, like, decades and decades. They've been extremely popular, and they're pretty easy to use. So they look like that. They've got two pins. There's, um, like, an electric uh, element inside. There's um, some fabric covering it as, like, a bit of a uh, uh, wind guard. And um, you have to solder them onto a board. Like, here we've got a... Um, breakout that we've created for an electret microscope, uh, sorry, electret, electret microphone. And um, on the opposite side, because these electret microphones, they create a very small uh, voltage. Uh, you need to have, sometimes have a JFET built in to do a little bit of buffering, but you still need an amplifier with like at least a hundred time gain, if not more. It'd be like, you know, 200 uh, 
time gain. And so I've got a little sensor here that uh, takes the microphone. It's designed for electric mics. It amplifies it, there's a little potentiometer, and gives you an analog output. That's right. These, these microphones are analog output, right? And that's important to note. So um, there's some good things about electrets and some bad things. And um, the bad things are, well, good things are they're really cheap, right? And they're really common. Um, they're only like a couple cents. And if you have an analog input, you can use a pretty basic op-amp to get that signal um, into your device for, you know, simple um, uh, analog uh, audio reading. And the thing is, there's some chips out there or codecs that have an electric microphone handler. You know, I've, ha I've had some cellular uh, modules that have electric um, amplifiers built in. You just connect the, the microphone up directly and they do the biasing and everything for you. That's wonderful. The thing that really drives me a little bit the most crazy about the electrets is they're kind of big and you have to hand solder them. You can't put them through a... Um, wave soldering process you have to selective solder them or wave or hand solder them and that gets you know adds expense to your manufacturing complexity right because somebody has to sit there and solder them you can't just like just pump them out from a pick and place machine okay so then we have mems microphones right these are kind of more recent and mems microphones the way they work i saw this cool there's this paper and it was creative Commons, so i grabbed this image from it um the way it works is there's um the sound, what it does is, is it, see that like red thing? So that's like a spring. It's a mem spring that's metallic. And as the sound pushes that spring, like you see the airwaves come in and they push the spring, it creates a capacitor between it and the electrode, the yellow thing above it. And then you can measure that capacitance. And of course, as, as everyone remembers, the closer the capacitance plates are, um, the capacitance goes down, right? And also, like, the size of the plates matter. So you can, but you can, like, control a lot of that so you get much more um, uh, consistent readings. You're going to have more consistency over MEMS microphones because you can, you can control these processes a little better. Um, and so this, you know, gives you a very, like, tiny micro uh, capacitance change, and that can be converted to a voltage, and you can read this paper about how to do that. So this uh, transducer, that part gets um, shoved into um, the uh, this you know metal case. This is a cutaway design, and then on the right, there's a little ASIC, and the ASIC can do a little bit of computation. We'll talk about in a second. And there's a sound port, um, but basically, the, the cool thing about this is you can you can pick and place it. They're extremely small. They're extremely thin. They're a little bit more expensive than electrodes, but it, they're all in one, and so that benefit like outweighs the cheapness of electric because you don't have to have this um, hand soldering step. And so MEMS microphones have become very popular. Right? You can see kind of where they were like invented, made inexpensive. It's only been, you know, like 10-ish years uh, since they got really popular. Um, and they've just like totally taken off because, again, small, repeatability, um, inexpensive, easy to integrate. And um, they have more options for output than the electric. Again, the electric only gives you this micro voltage. Uh, you have to amplify it, whereas with the MEMS microphone, you have all these options. Here's like the CUI page. So, for example, you see down the right, there's analog output. Um, so analog output is uh, kind of what you expect, that capacitance is converted into an analog voltage. Uh, you still need to have an op-amp there. You're, you don't need to have like the mega gain of an electret, but you do need to have some gain, you need some buffering. When is this great? You have an analog input to your uh, 
microcontroller or a computer, and you can quickly read analog voltages. Um, you're replacing an electron mic that created an analog voltage. You have something that, that it, it wants, expects analog, or you don't mind. Uh, you can save a little bit of money, and it, it's quite simple, right? The analog voltage is the analog voltage. Okay, so let's go back one. All right, and then above it, you see there's digital PDM microphones. Um, and these are pulse density modulation. And uh, pulse density modulation, let's go uh, two. So pulse density modulation is um, different than analog. It's a digital signal, but it kind of, it's, it's digital, but it's a little bit like PWM where it kind of like, it's, it's digital analog. If you like did a heavy, heavy low pass filter, um, then you would actually see the analog signal come out of a PDM. Um, you know, but what's nice is that you can, first off, read it with digital pins. You don't have to have an analog input. And second, you can clock it and you can have two microphones share uh, two, sorry, you can have the, them share the data and clock pin because what happens is one puts data on the lower, uh, the clock fall and one pushes data on the clock rise. And so you can actually get two microphones left and right um, on two digital pins. And if you have a PDM uh, peripheral, on your um, microcontroller or FPGA or computer, you know, this is what it looks like. Basically, the, the pulses just get um, more dense around uh, the midpoint of a sine wave, and then at the low and high end, they become. So it's like it's basically PWM, but the uh, PWM rate dynamically changes to to be um, as good as possible. And you can clock these at like you know megahertz or two megahertz. Okay, so that's PDM. And PDM is very common. You know, the NR52840 has PDM. There's like some PDM support on the STM32. But there's a lot of computers and chips that don't have PDM. Um, and you might want to have that quality of a digital conversion. You don't want to get an op amp involved. Um, but you do want to, you want to have a digital signal, but you don't have PDM input. And like, you kind of need to have a digital PDM peripheral to interface with PDM. Like you can fake it with SPI, um, but it doesn't work really well. Okay, so the third option you get with MEMS microphones, and like we're getting to the point here, is you can get I2S output microphones. And I2S is like a totally well-established standard with uh, the clock rate and how many bits per word and the word select for left and right and like left channel, right channel. And like pretty much any microcontroller that's like, you know, an ARM Cortex M0 or better is going to have I2S built in because it, you know, it's, it's the way to do digital audio and it's a totally great easy standard to um to use and especially with things like um single board linux computers they don't have pdm they don't have analog but they do have i2s mm, nice um so what you get here is you don't have to have that i2s codec that you would have had to include with like a pdm or um electret or analog microphone you get the i2s data raw right from the microphone which is like Kind of cool and kind of weird because it's like usually you don't expect something that small to have like a full I2S codec built in, but it does. So there's two options available. There's on the left there, the CMM3526, uh, and this is a bottom ported one. So you have to have a hole in your PCB. And this is the style we've seen before. Um, but the new NPI that we're talking about this week is the one on the right, the CMM4030. Why is it so cool? It's a top ported i2s microphone just amazing phil have you ever seen this before no well i mean i did get the package that was delivered that's right we did get we got a package of the microphones but this yeah. is this is the first time i've seen a a fully digital i2s microphone with a top port which is pretty sweet so again the nice thing about these 
You can wire them directly up to a Linux computer, single board computer, and get stereo audio input, like hard-coded on the I2S port. You don't need to get a codec. You don't need to do like I squared C configurations and like lookup tables, whatever. No, you just wire these up. You load up the I2S you know, device driver and boom, you're set. Same with the microcontrollers. Um, our Feather M4, our Feather M0, the, the STM32, they all have I2S input and they're all gonna have DMA that can work with it. So it's like really easy to stream in audio um, over I2S, which is great. So uh, another thing I wanted to mention is not only can you order from DigiKey and get it the next day, but um, I'm noticing that you could also, from the product page on DigiKey, click to get the Snap EDA part and I've used them and they're, they actually work. It's footprints for the devices in like Altium and like Orcad and EagleCAD and KiCad and all, you know, many CADs that I can't even remember. You can download them so you don't even have to make the footprint. Or if you do like to make your footprints, you at least have something to start with. Um, so check that out because I'm going to make a breakout for this uh, lovely microphone. So I thought like, let's skip a step. Okay, it's available on DigiKey. Um, here is the uh, number. You can search for the name or you can also use a short URL, digikey.com forward slash short forward slash Z. So I think it's, I'm going to guess, it's CUI. MEMS microphone, four millimeter by three millimeter. I don't know what the D is. I don't know what the 260 is, but the I2S means it's I2S output. Yeah. So that's and what the part number means. Digikey.com forward slash short, forward slash ZDFJF1. That'll get it there. And that is uh, this oh, week's Ion MPI, but we're going to show you. Before, before we go, we, uh, just quickly, go. I'm going to show you the part because I do like to show off. So this is the uh, MEMS microphone. So you see it's got eight pads. It's got like power, ground, clock, word select, data, um, and then of course it's gonna have at least one pin for you know you decide which um, left or right channel this is. And on the other, whoops, on the other side, you see the uh, the top port. So a wonderful top port, iTwist microphone. If you if you want the smallest, easiest way to get audio in without any extra components audio amplifiers, codecs, whatever, special electric handler chips, this gives you data immediately, instantly. Like one capacitor maybe is needed just to give you a nice bypass cap on the power supply. All right, and that's this week's on MPI. On MPI. All right. So uh, we're going to jump right into uh, new products. That's right. Warner Roll. That's right. Let's keep it up. New, 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 All right. New products this week. Let's start off with sticky stuff. Okay. So these are cool. They look not so interesting, but they're quite cool. So actually, go back. This is neat. These are adhesive squares that have like they're like acrylic adhesive they're really good and they're just uh, they're thin they're a little bit gummy but they're not as thick as like foam tape and they're clear right they're mm -hmm. like like 99.9% .9 clear and we actually originally got these for use with um, our LED matrices in the Ada box because you could use this to adhere the matrix onto yeah. um, the LED acrylic Basically that. and I can even show you live yeah Okay, wait, let me back this up. And then how do you, this, this like zoomed in like crazy. Okay, we're not looking at little, little stuff anymore. So this is like the LED acrylic, and this is the LED matrix. 
So if you were using foam tape, you know, you would really notice like a white square covering your pixels. But JP found these. So you peel off one square and you'll notice that there's like a little, like they're sticky, but then there's a little tab. So like if you put this in the center and then you stick it down and then you can use your fingernail. Hold on. It's always hard to do the fingernail stuff under camera. Okay, so then you peel off the protector and then you see how it's clear? Then when I cover it with a LED diffuser and I have the pixels going down, you don't like the, there's a square yeah. there, but you don't see it. So you get like this perfect covering for your LED matrix. And, you know, I think only like one person was like, oh, if I had all the LEDs on that like, you notice it's yeah, one, so there's a little bit yeah. darker. But for the most part, you don't notice it at all. So it comes in a pack of six. Um, we cut them from walls left over from the Ada box. Um, so if you do get a matrix portal and an LED acrylic diffuser, uh, we suggest these. I mean, they're probably good for other stuff too, but uh, this is kind of the best use we found. Yeah, speaking of. Speaking of, we have um, the um, matrix portal starter kit. So if you missed out on Adabox, or maybe you love Adabox so much you want it again, we now have an Adabox starter kit because we actually sold out Adaboxes. We don't have any left. But you can get all the parts you need to basically make the Adabox. So you get the Matrix Portal, which is our SAMD51 Cortex-M4 super fast chip with a Wi-Fi coprocessor, some buttons, um, all ready to go, plug-and-play Matrix driver. You get, uh, yeah, you plug into the Matrix like there. Um, we're also going to give you an LED Matrix. So there you go. It looks like that. And... Um, it has 32 by 64 RGB LEDs, and you can see here we're actually showing it with the um, acrylic diffuser on top. Um, it also, oh, the Matrix Portal has an accelerometer, so you can do like cool LED stand demos. You get a USB-C to micro-B converter, because it's a, it, we're moving to USB-C, but we know a lot of people are, still have micro-B cables, um, and we don't include a cable in here because you probably have a billion cables already, um, so we include that instead. Um, yeah, we got the matrix with the, the cable, cable and power cable, the diffuser, yes. and uh, and it comes with a power supply as well. Yeah. But I don't think we took an individual photo of that. So you basically get everything except for, like, the wire stand. Because I don't know how many... If you want a wire stand, we have it in the store. But we figured this was the basics to get people started. Yeah, you get a lot of stuff. So if you miss out on any box, you can buy this. Yes. Okay. And all of our projects can be done with these parts. Next up. Okay, next up, Circuit Brains Deluxe. So speaking of the SAMD51, if you want to use that powerful SAMD51 chip on a PCB, uh, but you don't want to do a lot of fine pitch soldering, um, this is a nifty um, surface mount module, right? But instead of like a Linux computer or Wi-Fi chip or something, it's a SAMD51. It's got some flash. Um, you do need to, you know, it's got crystal and some LEDs and passives and a reset button. You will want to um, solder it onto a board that has a USB in uh, a USB um, connector on it so you can actually like do USB stuff so let me find out where the USB pins are so there's SPI over here oh there you go D minus and D plus um, so you'll want to wire this up to USB but then you get all the GPIO you don't have to worry about stuff like the QSPI or the regulator or the button or the LEDs like it's all kind of done for you um, and these pads are really big and easy to use so if you're not a great surface mount soldering expert um, this lets you add circuit Python or if you want Arduino 
interior design. I think it even comes with the U of two bootloader built in. Next up. Next up, we have uh, by popular demand the ESP thirty two S two Warover. So this is the version that has PS RAM, two megabytes of PS RAM on it, but it has a UFL connector. Why? You freaking love it. That's what UFL stands for. Uh, no, it's because you don't want to use the internal uh, Wi-Fi antenna. It's there because it's on the PCB. But the signal is routed to the UFL, and you can use an external antenna. You put an enclosure, and you can have the antenna sticking out. Or you want a better antenna, or for whatever reason, you, you want to have an external antenna connection. Uh, not a problem. No sweat. You'll freaking love it because it's got UFL. Okay. And then uh, this you need to sign up for. That's but right. It's the Pi 400. The Pi 400 is here. Well, one of them is. Uh, I got one, uh, but I was, I was testing it out and making sure it works with Blinka. So the Pi 400 is a Raspberry Pi 4 uh, that's kind of stretched out and skinny and then shoved into a keyboard. Uh, it's a really lovely keyboard. So this is like a really sweet... I, I personally found it closest to like an Apple IIe. But like it kind of everybody grew up with a different computer. Somebody said it's like a Commodore 64. All the British people said it's like a you know ZX Spectrum. Um, but it's an all-in-one computer, and you kind of get everything that you would normally get from a Pi 4. Um, so looking at the back, uh, starting from the right, you've got that little like rectangle hole is a Kensington lock. So if this is being used in schools or libraries or maker spaces, you want to. It's so small and light, somebody could like walk off with it. Um, this way, it just keeps people from accidentally taking it or moving it. Um, there's a gigabit Ethernet. There's a USB 2 port. There's two USB 3.0 ports, so high speed. So people want to add external disk drives. USB C, uh, USB 3.0 is going to be uh, the port you want to plug it into. It's blue. Um, there is uh, two micro USB connectors. Oh, let me actually grab this. Now the ports are getting too small. I can't see them. So sorry. After the um, USB 3, there's the. Uh, uh, sorry, I can go. It's the USB-C power pin, so you can um, power it from any USB-C adapter. There's an official Raspberry Pi one, but if you have one from like your Nintendo Switch or something, that'll probably still work. Two micro HDMI outputs, each one can do 4K uh, 30p, or one of them can do uh, 4K 60p. So like any HDMI display really will work, down to like 640 by 480. Um, for storage, there's still that micro SD slot, same thing. Burn it using Etcher or Raspberry Pi burner with the latest Raspberry Pi OS. And then my favorite, it still has the 40 pin breakout. So you get I2S and SPI and I2C and UART and GPIOs and, and PWM outputs. You can connect up servos to your computer. So this makes it better than any of those old computers because they didn't have the hacker port just sticking out the side like this. Um, with so much great documentation, of course we have Python library code for all the pin capabilities as well. Um, and you can, you know, plug in our hats or cobblers and, and breadboard it up. So I think this is going to be a really nifty way for people to, you know, you can give a computer to a learner or a kid and, and they can build stuff with it. And it's like all in one and extremely affordable and extremely powerful. I mean, you can use it as a desktop computer, not like a work CAD computer. People are like, I couldn't learn like AutoCAD on it. No, not for that. But if you want to browse the internet, watch some videos, do your email, you know, like do ev schoolwork. What everyone does on Normal games, work. Yeah. Yeah, that'll work great. So um, there's a kit. Yeah, we have two versions. Yeah, there's the kit pack. The kit pack, as shown here, you get the Raspberry Pi 400, SD card, power supply, HDMI cable, mouse, and the official Raspberry Pi beginner's guide, which like teaches you how to like program in Scratch and Python and like how to set up your Raspberry Pi and, and use it and do Wi-Fi and all the things that you want to do. 
Um, and there's also just the Raspberry Pi 400 computer, like the bare computer with nothing else. You have to provide everything. Um, and that's going to be for less money. I will say that the, I don't think that the Pi 400 bare computer is going to be out before the end of the year. I think that they've all been used in the kits. So if you, I mean, sign up for both, but I think that you'll only be able to get the kits and during the holidays, um, and they just don't, they don't have hundreds of thousands, they've got tens of thousands. And then uh, beginning in the next year, you'll be able to get the individual computer alone. Okay. And they have a, like, 40-second video, so we're going to watch it. All right, next up. Uh, next up, we have a revision. This is the SGP30. It's a popular um, metal oxide gas sensor that we've had for quite a while, and I've revised it. It's now STEM and QT format. Folks uh, who've known us and follow us will see that we've been doing this to all of our sensors, making them plug and play. It's the same layout, same pinout, um, but now has four mounting holes, and it has an easy plug and play with STEM and QT or Quick. Um, we've got same Arduino code and CircuitPython and Python code works with the sensor. It's kind of my favorite gas sensor, to be honest. Um, so do uh, pick one up, and uh, we even lowered the price a little bit. And star of the show tonight besides you, Lady, to the community, our customers, and our team. The BMP390. Uh, people, eagle-eyed folks will remember, hey, didn't you cover this on INMPI like only a couple weeks ago? That's right. And I loved it so much, I picked some up. And... Um, I put it on a breakout board. Uh, it's the same pinout as the BMP388, and the code is basically the same library, actually, for both, but it's even more precise. So it now can do uh, uh, a quarter of a meter um, accuracy, I think absolute accuracy, um, compared to half a meter for the BMP388, and I think like a meter or two for the um, BMP280. So the, the accuracy and precision has improved greatly, um, so this is going to be perfect for people making drones or other, like, altitude-sensitive devices. Also, of course, great for, like, health and wearables. It's super tiny and small. You can use I2C or SPI. So this is kind of like the next gen of BMP sensors from Bosch. Um, I like how they're, they're definitely pushing forward and trying to get the best quality out of pressure sensors. It's actually kind of amazing. Like, I, I built one, and I was lifting it off my desk only, like, 10, 20 centimeters, and it absolutely registered the altitude difference just, you know, in, in the apartment on my desk. So this is a, um, a really nice little upgrade. You know, we're going to still carry the BMP-280 and the BMP-388. They're very popular, and, you know, you are going to pay a little bit more for this accuracy and precision. Uh, however, I, you know, there's no better pressure sensor for the hobbyist or maker or engineer available. This is it. So uh, check it out. We'll have these in the store tomorrow. Let's products. New, 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 new. Okay, um, so everyone should head over to Discord, and they should get their questions ready, adafruit.it slash Discord, um, and we're going to do some top secret now. You ready? Yes. From the vault. From the vault. Avon brought some of my top secret. Yeah, so uh, last night, 
while everyone was watching the Kornacki cam, we made a board. So the first board, uh, we made three boards, but the first <laughs> board, uh, I'll just skip to the one that everyone's going to talk about. So this is an ESP32 S2 in a Pi Zero form factor. Yeah, and I even, I even brought a Pi Zero case to show yeah. my idea here. Is that it could fit in the case? Now I didn't. I didn't quite get the holes lined up right. Yeah. I totally just like threw down whatever. So now I have to actually get you know this moved over. Oh this moved over. I'll, you know, I kind of wanted these buttons maybe to poke out the uh, HDMI port so you could like you know reset it by poking it. Yeah. Um. So I think that'll that'll happen soon. But it, you know I got the holes lined up, and then you know I don't think that this is gonna like really work with the slot, but. You know, in some cases they have like a more of a hole, or, or if you have like a sandwich. But it's got an ESP32 S2. Um, I tried to match the pin I/O numbers as much as possible to these uh, pins here. Of course, it comes with like more stuff like analog input and DAC output. There's a um, debug port which has a USB serial converter, and then there's a native USB port, button for boot and reset, a NeoPixel. Um, battery power with a battery monitoring circuit and a stemming QT. So it's simple, basic. But I like the idea of like, you know, you've got maybe these like Raspberry Pi bonnets or hats, like this is from, you know, Pi Moroni, and then you can plug it in and you could still use it. But instead of having to run Linux, you could just have a little like Wi-Fi microcontroller that can like still run Python. You might be able to port some of your projects back and forth, kind of blurring the lines between um, circuit Python, Python, using Blinka, and then like going back and unblinkifying your code. Yeah, could be cool. So yeah, that's it. And then um, we had two other boards. Um, here's the other one. Yeah, I made some MPIR one twenty one. I thought this was discontinued, but I'm still able to purchase this chip. So I, I made like a a Gator breakout, and then I made just a you know stem QT version of our current breakout. All right, we're working on some more ink stuff. Here is the uh, tarot card, the horoscopes. It's not out yet, don't ask. Um, we got a revision of a board uh, that's coming out. And then here's a little bit of sneak preview of some stuff we're doing with our machine learning Braincraft board. Top secret. Back okay, in the world. Okay, we're gonna answer questions right. earlier in the show. The question that someone asked, yeah, that um, I remembered it is they wanted to know where do they find out how to connect two of the AdaBox matrices together. Yeah, so we haven't done a guide on it, but if you look at the um, the matrix portal. Um, not the matrix portal, the um, circuit Python RG matrix guide. Um, so we have a guide that's just, it doesn't do the matrix portal. So actually, no, I'm wrong. In the matrix portal library, if you look at the documentation under read the docs, you can pass in the width and height. And if you add another matrix, just make the width 128 okay. instead of 64, because it defaults to 64. But if you just type in 128, it'll automatically let you um, have another panel and it will just like pretend like that panel is even longer. You can you can go as long as you want. You can go up to like 1,024. You can have as many pixels as you want. Um, although eventually it'll slow down and it'll run out of memory. But you can do like a couple panels for sure. 
All right, uh, what do you think of the Zilog microcontrollers? I believe they are called the EZ80. Ever used them? I have never used them. Okay. Uh, for the person asking, should you copy your question from YouTube to the Discord chat? Yeah, that way we can see it. Um, we answered the question about how to connect the two 64 by 32 LED panels, putting two box kits together. Um, yeah, you just use the, extent, the cable and have the power. You don't actually connect two matrix portals. You have one matrix portal and then two panels. Next up, uh, can you get the matrix portals with the cable connector or with no connector soldered on? Um, no, the, the way they, we make them is we have the, the port soldered on. However, um, you can always use like, you know, tall headers and, and connect from the top. You, know, you don't have to use the plug. Okay, I think this requests a nice four-way joystick and buttons via I2C would be great. And then here's a question for the show. Did you see any way to add a camera to the upcoming Pi 400? There is not, right? So there's, there's a couple things that got dropped. There's no display connector, although there might be one in the future. And there's no camera connector. However, you know, I think for this, because it's kind of a computer, they expect you would just use a USB camera, right, instead of a Pi camera. Because it's not as a makery. It's more, it's finished, right? It's not, it's not like it's bare board with, like, connectors on it. Um, okay. So I think that's what they're intending. Does the VGA to HDMI converter box take five, 15 kilohertz VGA signals? Boy, I have no idea. Oh, I have to check the product page Probably. All right. And I think I'm caught up with the questions that went across the different ones. Oh, uh, how many gigabytes does the Pi 400 have? I believe it's a four gigabyte RAM yeah, four. device. Yeah. Okay. I think. I'm so you just machine learning. It's kind of high end, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to call it unless I see some other questions come in. Going once. Twice. I think this might be. Uh, I think folks are linking to each other. So I think we got through all the questions. Oh. Can you map the panels so it's not just one panel? Ask, four Blitz, panels ask Blitz City for her square. code because she did that. Okay. People helping people. That's right. All right. Well, that's our questions. All right. Thanks, everybody. Hang on, Discord. We're there. We'll continue to answer questions. All right. Well, that's our show for tonight, everybody. Um, we're here every single week. We've been doing this forever. Um, we'll continue to do this, so please pick up something at the Adafruit store, adafruit.com, that keeps us in business and supports us, a woman-owned manufacturing company in New York City. We're eight months into this pandemic. We're still alive. We're still doing good. Um, all of our Adafruit team thanks you. When you place an order, it supports us. You know, we do things like healthcare and 401ks. And paid day off for voting. Paid day off for voting. We just did that team. You know, a lot of people on our team, first time they voted, a lot of people on our remote team. They uh, volunteered. They, they volunteered. Yeah. Uh, people on our team here, they were poll workers. Uh, and you know what? It didn't affect our productivity at all. It turns out. Um, and, it's totally cool. And uh, at Adafruit, we don't tell people, like, here's here's how to, here's who you should vote for. We, everyone I should don't have care. The, the time and, well, I care. I mean, whatever. But I feel like if No, you, it's up to them. What do they want to do? Well, no, I care that, they, that they're interested in the process yeah. and they, they do research and they figure out what... Issues are important to them, and then they vote yes. accordingly. But it, that takes time and space. No, man, and, you have to sit down and think. Yeah. You have to read about the candidates. And so, um, you know, a lot of our a lot of our team was able to, to vote more. And so, as we and this Ask Engineer, um, I think, you know, four years ago or so, you were at the White House, definitely a different White House. Um, as we go into this next chapter, uh, no matter what happens, 
maybe this can be a time to bring everyone back together. Because one thing, one thing everyone can agree on is no one agrees about anything anymore. Yeah. But I think one of the things that we can do going forward is New Year, new beginnings, hit the reset, and let's get back to we're on a good uh, clip with STEM activities and the government. Yeah. Um, no matter what happens, I would like to see Maker Faires back at the White House. That was cool. Um, the idea of, of science and technology and engineering and art and, and, and math um, bringing people together. And, you know, when you make things, the, the minor political differences that people have seem to go away because they're um, interested in solving problems together and not creating new problems. So, anyways, um, something to think about, especially as we all wait for um, people to count val- ballots. Um, Maybe we can look forward to a better 2021 together. Um, This was a tough year for a lot of folks. So thank you, everyone, for supporting Adafruit. Um, This year's not over yet. Yeah. The bingo card still has a lot of possibilities on it. So just um, continue to be safe out there. Um, I can tell you, 2020, didn't think it was going to be easy. Didn't think it was going to be this hard. So I know a lot of folks out there um, are going through their own stuff. But we do thank you for hanging out with us for a little bit of time each week. I hope this was helpful for you. Um, check out all the stuff at adafruit.com slash new. Special thanks to our entire team. That's... Who's in the chat I'm going to go check and see who I'm thinking. Who's just thinking? Thank you, Takara. Thanks, Takara. And um, we'll see everybody next week. Here is your moment of Zener. Thank you.